with any kind of job, um, or most kind of jobs, there is um, some progression um, up the ladder, I suppose, for want of a better, better phrase. Um, w- when you take on a small holding, um, you, you can go in that direction if you wanted to. You, uh, I never did, but you, you know, you you could become certified in so many different things. You could specialize uh, in many different things. Um, you know, all those kind of things. I this that's never been me. I'm no, I'm not. I will I will say this. I don't have a competitive bone in my body. Not one, <laughs> which is very annoying to John, um, because uh, he's high, highly competitive. Another chalk and cheese difference. Um, he's quite competitive, but I don't have, you know, I'm quite happy to uh, run a race and let someone else win. It's, um, <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. Um, I'm not bothered. So I don't, you know, I don't, I never went into things for competition you know um i don't think i could ever see myself entering the local vegetable competition or anything like that it's just not uh it's just not me not even for fun i i wouldn't do it so it's kind of a static life mine is anyway i suppose but over the years you accrue a huge amount of knowledge into that way of life um as you would in any job you know the more you do it the more you learn and quite often you learn from the mistakes you've made um and you learn from things that go well so it's uh, but mainly the way i see it is quite static um but that's fine that's that suits me fine i'm not uh, as i said i'm not I don't want to go anywhere with it. it. It is just me, or us, and our life. That's that's what it is. When I realised that we were going to be able to um, do this life, uh, live this life, uh, I had so many ideas. Um, it it you know would take up my every thought. Um, and if we'd have moved onto a conventional small holding. Like, uh, things would have taken off a lot more quickly than they did here, uh, but it w- that we were running um, a livery yard. Uh, we, it was already running and we took it over, so there were horses using up lots of the space um, as well. So, But because uh, I was here all day, I, I could still, you know, get on and do the things that I wanted to implement but I couldn't do all of it uh, at once. And sometimes that's that's just the way things go. But I would have, you know, I would have had the house cow and the goats and the pigs and the sheep and uh, everything, you know, all of it and uh, used a lot more of the land to grow more things. But we couldn't, so, uh, you know, mostly I went into the vegetables. And we were, There were a lot of fruit trees already growing here, which was good. We planted a lot more since then, but there were a fair few. And um, so small holding life built up slowly. Um, and I think that 
that's just the way we did it or I did it because we had to we didn't just move on to a small holding where all the land was available for me to do exactly what I wanted it wasn't like it wasn't like that um, but there were areas I could develop and that's what we did over the years I've delved into you know various different things um, the things that we have done we have kept sheep we initially um, bought in store lambs uh, and bottle reared them which is uh, like having a newborn baby all over again <laughs> could be up until you know midnight and then up again in the early hours of the morning to bottle feed um, and then but that's quite expensive an expensive way to do it because the the um, milk powder is is expensive and you've got to kind of hope that um, you don't have to call the vet out for any reason because if, every time you do that you're eating into the profit of that animal so um, that eventually we uh, kept some of the sheep and then we had them put to a ram and we had our own lambs but that was quite disastrous year um it was a very cold year there were all kinds of troubles with that one of the baby lambs escaped uh we, i hadn't realized it had been born it was early in the morning escaped into the next pen with a, with another ewe who'd had a lamb and she didn't want that lamb in hers and then it, the mother wouldn't take it back <laughs> so we had to bottle feed it anyway um and uh eventually uh, we had to, i think there was the same year we had uh orf no we didn't have orf that year but we have had orf orf in lambs before and we had um you know fly strike and bloat and we've had all of the the sheep diseases except foot rot i mean we, i learned to trim their feet and that was good we uh kept their feet quite nice and we i, I even sheared them by hand um kept them up at the back field after that because they looked atrocious but we did it uh, it was a really hot july me and my mum were down here in the stable absolutely sweating buckets trying to hand shear these couple of ewes um but it was it was all good fun and lots of blisters um yeah and so eventually we thought well do you know this is a lot of work um that we probably don't need on top of everything else and uh, we had piglets we've bought in piglets as well we've had i think we've had three lots of piglets over the time um reared them up and the, i think the first lot that we ever had were the best lot that we uh had because we got them just at the right time of year uh so i think probably late spring early summer and literally as they grew and they ate more and more food the vegetable garden was producing um, lots of good stuff and also you know you harvesting things like cauliflowers and that and so they were eating the leaves you know there was no wastage and that year we had a really good acorn year uh on the oak tree and the the pigs um absolutely wolfed those up and there were plenty of nuts and everything so that was probably one of our most successful pig rearing years um and the pig and the pork was lovely and we did it again a couple of times i think the second time we did it and then we one of them ended up with a bad leg and we had to get the vet out which um that massively eats into any money you're trying to make on it so uh 
I think then we did it one more time and we didn't do it again. And I wouldn't say we'd never do it again because I do miss having those sort of things on, on the small holding. So we did pigs. I said we've never done the cow because of cows actually terrify me, really. <laughs> I'm not keen on cows at all. However, I, I wouldn't mind um, a small Jersey house cow. But as John says, you're really tied into milking every day, um, which, which is fine if you, like say, if you're all on board, it's fine. But... If it's just down to one of you all the time, because you know why well, you wanted it, so you get on with it, which is fair enough. But sometimes, if you can't, then it, that load goes on to somebody else who doesn't particularly want it. That's not going to work. That's not going to make for a harmonious life. So, so we didn't do that. Um, and the goats, I I would have liked goats, but <laughs> John, John's very monetary. Uh, minded I suppose and he's like well what are you going to do with them you know they how are they going to make any money um and I you know back then not many people ate goat meat and didn't have you know goat milk it's much more common nowadays and probably I could could do it nowadays but uh and then he said and then they're gonna, they're gonna get out I know they're gonna get out and they're gonna eat all your vegetables and then you'll be screaming all over the place and I thought yeah you probably are so he puts me off a lot of things by coming up with the the you know I look at it in the romantic way of thinking oh it'd be lovely to have these little goats prancing about all over the place until they get out and then they eat all your veg um what I should have really done is built a sturdy fence around the veg garden and there was no chance of them ever getting in but uh that's by the by um I thought about bees uh, I thought quite a few years about bees. I started doing a, an online bee course as well, uh, but um, again, it's if you're if you're incapacitated for any reason, someone else has got to look after those, which uh, you know that's not easy. So, so at the minute we um, we sell somebody else's honey, and I have a chap who wants to relocate one of his uh, hives, um, and he's we've already had discussions and he's going to bring that here at some point so we will have bees here um they just i i just won't be looking after them so but it'll be nice to have the bees here uh what other kinds of things have we delved into all kinds of things really to think well how what can we do to make some money and it's not we're not trying to make masses of money um because it's it's a way of life that sustains us that's all it is but you do have to cover costs you know there are costs to be covered um so you know we we always have to look at that as well and obviously one of the bigger the biggest things that we did was the poultry and we've done all kinds of poultry i know we've got at the minute we've got quail and ducks and geese and turkeys and chickens uh we've had guinea fowl um you know if something comes along I, I will think oh yeah I'll have a go at that that would be quite nice and all of the time that you have these things you learn more and more and more about everything um you know about that animal and how they live and how it is best to keep them and to keep them in good condition and so that they will keep producing for you because that's the at the end of the day that's that's what you want them to do and you want them to produce some a good you know a good quality item at the end of it so we have delved into 
many things. Sometimes we've thought, oh, well, we could do, you know, some kind of glamping, but then we decided well, that's quite a lot of investment, really, for not really but you know there is investment and then you've got planning and all of that kind of thing anything who needs that stress you know not not us not me that's for sure um and then there's then you learn uh, while you're going about the daily life of doing that and and I'm talking over years because like we've been here 11 going on 12 years you build up a knowledge base of um everything around you so land management um the environment nature the climate even animal husbandry everything you learn you you kind of learn an awful lot over quite a long uh time span i suppose and yet, on top of all that, I still feel like, I, you know, somebody said one day you can get something called imposter syndrome, which I think I feel that I do have because I still feel like I'm not really qualified to to talk about any of that, apart from in my own personal circumstance. Um, I don't know why. Maybe that's just me, but... Uh, yeah, I still feel that... Uh, I think I probably... You know, I could. I'd probably very qualified to talk about a lot of things but um I don't know it's a strange thing but uh I I don't really and so that kind of leads me on to the, the the equation of being in a job that you learn the ropes you move up the ranks um same same on small holding you know when we came here we knew very little we knew a lot less than we thought we did, really. And over the years, you 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 build up a, an incredible knowledge base on a wide range of subjects. Um, so, you know, it, it does equate to a, a real job, if you like. But it's whether you want to take that any further, uh, you know, and teach people and... Uh, or go out into the world and say you know this is me this is what I do I don't but there you know there's going to be lots of people who do want to do that and that's and good luck to them that's um you know that's one way of doing it but um for me it's just me um tiggling about here on a daily basis doing what I do So is a small holding a job um, or is it a way of life? Uh, that depends really on uh, the person that you are and your small holding, I guess. You know, it's, um, a small holding. One thing I can tell you is that on a drop down menu of any uh, online filling in form, there is no tick box for small holder. <laughs> Definitely not there. And... Um, Years ago, there was a phrase that was, uh, you know, often used, which was hobby farmer, which I took great umbrage to because to me, a hobby is something you do in your spare time and uh, small holding takes up all your time. Um, 
on a daily basis. The, the, the two don't even compare. I mean, a hobby you can do as and when you want to. Um, small holding has to be done uh, all the time on a daily basis. But some people, obviously, some people got a day job as well, and then they they run their small holding. Um, some people, you know, uh, here, John does a day job, and I run the small holding, so that works for us. Um, is it a small holding? Is small holding a job? Uh, as far as the tax man's concerned, as long as you pay your taxes, again, there's no drop down box for a small holder. It's either farmer or, um, you know. Nothing, and I, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a farmer in any way, shape, or form, sort of. Uh, when you, when I think about a farmer, that's somebody who's got, you know, hundreds of acres, and they are, you know, growing crops, or they've got lots and lots of, uh, you know, animals of one sort or another. Um, a small holding is much more mixed it's a very mixed uh, farm a small mixed farm i suppose is what it is and even then i mean some people obviously grow crops um we don't but so is it a job or is it a way of life well i think it's it's probably both it's a way of life that you still have to pay taxes on uh, still have to pay you know all the bills um some some small holdings come under business premises as ours does and some i suppose come under um residential um you know there it can work in so many different ways but yes on the whole it's a job uh it's a lifestyle job and um you know you you it either pays all your bills or it sustains you in other ways that you don't, so you don't have to spend money out on things, um, such as in our case, uh, fruit and vegetables and and meat. And, well, meat not so much now, but once upon a time. So, yes, it's a job, uh, but it's not a job that would be recognised in any drop-down menu or any kind of form at all, really. But when people say, "What do you do?" I do say, "I'm a smallholder. That's that's what I do." That's my day job. We don't live in big, small holding country. Um, Oxfordshire is mostly large farms, uh, either arable or, uh, you know, cattle or pig farms, sheep. Not not so many sheep, big sheep farms, but I'm sure they are about. Uh, so we don't live in big, small holding country. And when I first um, came here to do this I only knew one other smallholder um, I, 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 I'm trying to rack my brains as to whether I even knew any farmers at all I don't think so um, and so networking is um, as you would at work with different companies and things like that you know there's there's a net there are networking opportunities where they're not so readily available uh, here in, in an area that just doesn't have that type of um, industry. And so and for that reason, I set up uh, an online 
um, you know, social media page group for smallholders in our area because I didn't know anybody else. You know, I knew one other person. And so I had no connections, nobody to ask questions of, no way of trying to find uh, the animals that we wanted to to have here. Um, that was, it's quite, it was quite isolating, really. Although I loved doing it and I wanted to do it, I, there were just no connections anywhere. So I eventually, I well, it didn't take very long, but I, I set up a, an online social media group um, specifically for smallholders in Oxfordshire, um, which has now been going about 10 years, I think, which has grown massively. And, uh, you know, you can get on there now and ask questions and somebody will know the answer as to where where you find something or how do you go about doing this or... You know what is this or what do I do with this anything you know anything and everything which is uh, one of the great things about social media I think it does connect uh, like-minded people so now there's a, a you know a huge resource there available now for anybody who um, who's coming into it and uh, you know even for established people and there, there are those kind of groups all over Facebook for all you know different counties which is fabulous. What we don't have is a, you know, a physical meet, which is a shame. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes it would be nice. I did think it would be nice to set up a physical group. But, um, uh, you know, at the time I had a lot going on. And so I'm waiting for somebody else to come up with that and uh, see if that takes off, which would be, which would be great. And you can actually go along and listen to talks and things like that which would be really helpful but uh as yet you know it's all asking online and and things which you know there's massive massive knowledge base there to tap into at all times and people generally are really happy to help you and give you information and tips and ideas and you know pass on their knowledge quite a friendly bunch um, do like to help out whenever they can, which is great. Um, yeah, so you know, still, it's not it's not the workplace in any sort of conventional form, really. But uh, there is uh, there are connections to be made, and you know, over the years, made quite a few good connections. Uh, for things so you know get to know people a bit better and actually what it turns out there are far more of us than I ever realized but uh, there was no platform for anybody at all so but now there is one area that definitely differs uh, to having a a paid job within a company um, is obviously with uh, holiday with pay holiday pay sickness pay uh, and things like that because um, on a small holding you're self-employed so you don't get any of that 
Um, and it's not obviously not just small holding. John is a self-employed plumber. He's been self-employed most of his working life. Uh, so, you know, you don't get holiday pay, you don't get sick pay, you don't get maternity pay or paternity pay. You don't, you know, there's no pension that you're paying into unless you pay it in yourself. Those are things, and I think they are all, I, those are all part of what I would call self-reliance. So we're used to that. We've been living that way for nearly 40 years. So it's not, um, well, yeah, it's not, it doesn't worry us. It doesn't frighten us. John's pretty good. He, had, you know, he, he has to generate his own work and go out and do it. And that's fine. And he, uh, uh, you know, as somebody self-employed running a small holiday it doesn't phase me I, I can imagine it would phase some people initially especially if they've been in a in a, a company all their life and they decide to up sticks and do this it would be quite daunting but um we've always done it so it's it's not uh it's nothing that we haven't done before we you know we've always done it so but yeah you don't you know when it's your holiday and obviously when john we go on holiday that's you know that's his wages lost and any income generated here actually is not lost really because it generates while i'm not here so you know the, the and when i say income i'm talking about um vegetables and fruit and things like that because that is uh, classed as an income so that that's still all growing it's still going and still you know so it's not too bad but uh you know if if one of us is sick and can't do it we don't get paid um and those are you know they're quite i suppose they're quite taunting daunting for uh some people but again it's something we've always done it's just been part of our life so it's, it doesn't phase us at all but uh it is entirely different if you're going from one type of uh, job that is that is providing all these things for you in in a roundabout way. I know you're paying for them in your national insurance and that, but that it is there is a cushion there for you to having no no cushion at all. You have to um, you have to build your own cushions there. So that's. In that way, it's uh, slightly different um, to a conventional job, but it's uh, that's the way it is. Um, I don't know of any other... I mean, I'm guessing most smallholders are self-employed. They'd have to be, um, unless they're part of a bigger... something bigger. But, uh, yeah, so that's another way that it slightly differs from a from a, a normal in inverted commas job do i personally consider it a job um it's slightly more difficult i think yes and no has to be the the answer to that yes because i have to do my books and pay my taxes and yes because uh, when I put my Wellington boots on, that feels like part of my uniform. <laughs> uh, but no, in terms of I'm here every day, it's my life, it's a lifestyle, I can choose 
what I do when I do it on the whole. So, so yeah, it has to be yes and no, really. Um, there are days that I go through and you think, oh, this is, you know, what, this is a terrible job. Uh, but on the whole, most of the days are like, this is a wonderful lifestyle. So, um, yeah, I, I suppose mostly it's a lifestyle that, uh, with job undertones, I guess. I don't know how you really explain that, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it is a job. It, it's a, a job, a life job. The other thing I was thinking about is, um, Obviously, when you when you come get to a certain age, uh, you you retire in most conventional jobs. Um, Smallholding is not the same. You know, you can carry on as long as you want, doing as much or as little as you are able to do. It's not a. It's not. There's no sort of retirement age for you, if you like. It's just what you are capable of doing, which I think actually is a, is a nice thing. You know, it's not, you're not suddenly too old and on the scrap heap. Um, you just carry on like you did anyway before. So that is a good thing. And of course, the other things are, you know, you don't, uh, well, I don't have a boss to answer to or anything like that. So that that's nice. And I can't... Um, I can't get fired from it as <laughs> I fire myself. Um, even John can't fire me, so that's uh, that's pretty good. I'm pretty secure in the knowledge that uh, I I can do this for as long as I want. Um, and you know, nobody's going to tell me I've done it wrong, uh, or you know, equally, nobody tells me I've done it right either. So uh, that that's a. Uh, I suppose that differs to a normal job. It's been so long since I've been in a normal job, to be fair. That uh, and and I don't have, you know, I don't have to turn up at work at this time and get a rollicking if I'm late. And I don't, and I can choose, you know, I don't have to leave at this certain time. Uh, you know, it's just I do it when I want to do it, and I stop doing it when I want to do it, when I want to stop. So there are no sort of constraints there at all. So, um, yeah, it is um, different. It is different to a, a conventional job. Uh, I remember when I was working, you know, the time constraints all the time. And uh, I don't have these here. Some, You know, sometimes things have got to be done at a certain time, usually due to outside influences, like the farrier arriving or the vet or uh, something being delivered. But um, apart from that, my hours in the day are mine to do what I like with which is uh fabulous but the I mean the the thing you do have to do is to be self-disciplined uh to get the things done because you could easily let it go to rack and ruin you know and things not get done which would be uh disastrous you do have to have a bit of self-discipline uh, and I guess that is that's going to be true for most self-employed people you have to be self-disciplined uh, in order to get anything done and, you know, get the money in to pay the bills. Otherwise, it just, just wouldn't happen. So, yeah, slightly different to a an ordinary job, but uh, 
not so much really. One of the things that uh, we would have to consider um, in the not too distant future really, in the next sort of 10, 10 years, maybe even earlier than that, is uh, the fact that we are getting older and it kind of ties in re retirement really and though we wouldn't retire ourselves running a small business has to be viable um and whether you can keep doing that and making it keeping it viable as you get older is a big question really so as i said this is uh, business premises commercial premises what would be nice to do because we live here um, is to get it switched over to residential whether that is even going to be possible or not I don't know and we'd have to cross that bridge when we come to it we'd have to try and then if we couldn't we'd either have to rent out uh, part of the premises so that it carried on being a business premises and therefore carried on being viable or we'd have to move um, and sell the premises. Uh, so there is that. I mean, it's not all. It's not all uh, roses in the in the future. But it is a you know it is something we've thought about, and it's what we will probably try to do. And if we can, that will be fantastic. And if we can't, then we will have to rethink our plans. Really. So. Yeah, so there is, um, that will be, well, as I said, that will be something we'll cross when we come to it, really. We're not, we're not there yet, we, but it will be, it would be nice to just be able to retire here and carry on. And pretty much the small holiday would carry on running as it does, um, but with far less animals and you you know you wouldn't have to put in your books it wouldn't be viable it wouldn't be have to, it wouldn't have to be a viable business you'd probably you'd still put in your books and stuff even if you pass retirement age but um it wouldn't be running it wouldn't have to run as a viable business anymore which would be nice which would uh then you could properly retire i suppose then and uh kick back and relax a lot more who knows We'll, we'll see one day. So, is it a lifestyle or is it a job? Well, it's, as I said before, it's a lifestyle with um, job undertones, I suppose. But mostly it's a lifestyle... Uh, it's yeah you couldn't really and uh, I, I think a lot of people <laughs> don't they don't see it as a lifestyle they don't you know i've you know i've said before people um think i don't work in inverted commas but um i i have to work i have to do my books i have to pay my taxes um so in that and like i said in that respect it's a job uh but i have um complete freedom really on what I do when I do it and how I decide to do it so um yeah it's, it's, it's a, definitely a mix of both you you know you definitely have to do some things 
and you have to pay the bills um, and you have you know you would be answerable to the higher powers if you if you didn't do all that but um yeah i guess it's a lay it's a layers it's you know it, there's layers that uh that you don't think about really but yeah definitely it it's a job but mostly it's a lifestyle it it's a lifestyle that pays the bills i suppose i don't know <laughs> I don't know if we've actually come to any conclusion on this whatsoever. Is it a lifestyle or a job? It has to be a bit of both. It's it's both. Um, it's neither one thing definitely nor the other. So uh, it's somewhere in the middle um, is small holding life. Once again, thanks for listening um, to my podcast. Um, if you want to... Uh, read the blog which I publish weekly um, you can find that on Facebook uh, on uh, actually under Friesland Farm um, so I have a Friesland Farm Facebook page which I then publish the blog weekly on there I do have a WordPress site but I've just looked at it it's not updated it since last February so I have to have a look at that some sort of glitch I know it's actually it is actually sending out the emails um publishing the email form to people who um subscribe but for some reason it's not updating on the actual web page so I'll uh, look into that but yeah you can find us on Facebook anyway under Freezing Farm so um do have a look at that if you're interested and yeah thanks for thanks for listening and hope you're enjoying my rambles and uh talk to you next time